you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps, and uh, with me, Kevin, still out there in Pennsylvania. He's out by Carlisle Barrickstown, half hour down the road from his fam. How's everybody doing over there, brother? Brother, it, it, everybody's doing well, doing well. If, yeah. if, you, if, if any of the uh, listeners think about my mother and yeah. just offer a prayer for her, she's kind oh. of in a palliative care. They really can't do anything to, to stop what's, what's wrong, but it's not hospice. It's just... She's getting by medications, kind of keeping her uh, from getting too bad into, uh, yeah. you know, a bad way. But I'm excited to be here, brother. Oh, I, I know she's glad to have you there. And I know your family's glad to have you there. And, and, and brethren, you know, what I say to you is we need your prayers. You need ours. And uh, let's be let's be real about praying for Kevin. Let's let's continue to lift up his situation with his motor home. He, he got it back. It was more money than we thought. It was up around the 18 range, something like that. And uh, we're really praying in another 8,000, 8,500 and pray with us to that end. And I know some of you have stepped up to the plate and we're yeah. working now with, with, with Kevin's church. It. Yeah, it's greatly appreciated. I know we sent out thank you letters and stuff, but listen, I want you to know that I appreciate it as well. And that we, we stand, uh, we stand here as uh, people who are thankful and we want to show gratitude for all the things you do for us. And thank you for that. And keep Kevin in your prayers, keep Kevin's mom in your care and in your prayers and in your care. And so we've been talking, we were talking yesterday and it got a little silly at the end, talking a little bit about that Jay Giles song, but talking about love. And Kevin had mentioned that when he first fell in love, you know, when you first go through that and that, that first broken relationship, it's like being punched in the head and dragged down the road by your hair. I get that, you know. And then, and then, that's true wondering why you're still breathing you know but but god's love what we talked about yesterday kevin i thought that was so significant where you mentioned the kind of love from god is is unfailing so it's god's love is not going to fail the problem we had yesterday as we went through the scripture as was pointed out to us is our love for God, our obedience for God, our trust in God. And, and folks, so I want to start today with that word comforter. You know, so many of us are looking for comfort in our life. So many of us are looking for that one thing or, uh, you know, I know guys and, 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 um, and certainly I've been among them earlier on in the life where you'd find yourself in a bar, you know, before I got saved, looking for comfort, finding yourself in all the wrong places. And, 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 and folks, you know, comfort, comes from God alone. And it's true. Now, don't get me wrong. I get, you know, your wife, your husband, your loved ones. I, I get all that. But I know the one that won't let you down ever is God. And, uh, you know, the Bible, we're going to be covering that, but it says, but the comforter in verse 26, well, next couple of days, we're going to be talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. We began yesterday and it says in John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said for you. So I have found that in my life, friends, where if I read God's word and God's word, it penetrates my heart. And then, and I know that sounded a little bit New England or New York there, but, <laughs> but, but then, 
it penetrates my heart. And, and Kevin, God brings that back to remembrance of me. I remember the way he loves me. I remember the way he cares for me. And it, it gives you a liberty, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3. It says, now the Spirit, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, Kevin. So he brings these things because we have the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is part of us, he brings these things to remembrance, brother. Isn't that great? It's fantastic. Yeah, just everything you're saying there. I'm I'm pretty excited about the Holy Spirit because you know, when you get saved, being being <clears throat> your your eternity depends on being rightly related to Jesus Christ. That'll get you to heaven. But being rightly related to the Holy Spirit as far as his ministries that we're discussing here, these these seven distinct ministries, that brings heaven to you while you're still on earth. You know, these ministries bring things to remembrance that we're prone to forget, you know, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it prone to forget. <laughs> uh, you know, the older you get, forgetfulness is a very real thing. But, you know, it's said of, of older people that I, I never heard of any, and I'm not saying it, it never took place on a human level and human frailty that someone forgot the Savior because of dementia or something like that. You know, who knows the depths of, 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 the, of synapses misfiring and, yeah. and, you know, the physical things of, of, of that nature. But I will say this, I've talked to a number of people that could not remember their mother, their father, their husband, their children, but they remembered their salvation. One of them was uh, the the last husband, you know, Elizabeth Elliot, who had married someone who died on the mission right. field, a martyr's death, and she was married again. He died, then she married again, and she died. He outlived her, if I got that right. And he said of her that she forgot everything, but she did not forget her savior. She did not forget the God she loved. And and, and talking about cognitively, you know, we all forget sometimes in the fast, in the fashion of, you know, we make a decision or we, you know, just in the moment, don't, don't remember like we should, but, um, the spirit of God doesn't go away. And he, he, we have a title deed to Jesus Christ and he owns us and, and all things are ours. Christ is, is ours. We are Christ. I am my beloved. He is mine. So as long as we own that title deed and it's called salvation, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that signs his name on the title deed. Praise God. I think I'm about to get excited here, Yeah. but (laughs) as long as we got that title deed, no matter what happens, we may not sense him. We may not feel him. We may wander far away from him, but we can always depend that at, given a little bit of downtime, when God brings us to the end of ourself and we have time to think about it, he gets our attention. That remembrance will be, you know, floated our way and will be like the, the you know, Samson that after his hair was cut, he was powerless. It says in, in the prison house while he was grinding, but his hair began to grow. You know, there's something about the Holy Spirit that's like your hair starting to grow, if I can use a crude analogy there, where uh, we sense again slowly that, that yes, it's still there. It was cut short. You know, I, I've not been living with a full lock. Uh, you know, the Spirit of God's really not filling me 
but he's not disowned me. And, uh, you know, it says the Lord has chastened me sore, but he hath not delivered me over to death. That's first that's Psalms 18, excuse me, Psalm 118. I don't know what verse. So he's not going to send us to hell, but boy, we sometimes go astray and thank God, Doug, that the spirit of God brings to remembrance our savior. Yes, he's in there. Yes, I've wandered astray. Yes, I mess up. Yes, I've been in darkness. I've been abused. I've been hurt. I've been in this awful car accident. I've been in a coma. You know, some people come out of a coma and they're born again. And then, you know, the, the, they've, they've got to relearn everything, but they don't have to relearn Jesus, but they got to relearn the application of these things to their walk because everything's different. And thank God the Holy Spirit can be our therapist, our spiritual therapist, and walk us through, you know, new, you know, the remotions, uh, re- re- yeah, occupational therapy, <laughs> doing the things we're <laughs> supposed to do. Praise God. That's the job of the Spirit, Doug. And it's there because he lives inside of us. And he, it says in John 16, verse number uh, 14, he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. So he, his job is to take the things of God and step it down to where we can get it. And uh, praise God, it's it's being translated into our spirit and, and we get it. Yeah, yeah, there's so much that comes out of a relationship with God. And, you know, so often we, we forfeit those things. We we get, you know, because of our relationship, because of our lack of obedience, because we're having an off day, we, we, we lay on the altar the terrible junk we've been through uh, and, and, and never repent of it and never get right of it. And, and we're just stuck in this craziness. And God's like, I'm here. You know, it, it reminds me of that hymn, you know, the comforter has come, the comforter has come, the Holy Ghost from heaven, the Father's promise given. Remember that song? And oh, spread the time. Hiding's round. I, I know I'm getting some of Wherever these wrong. Wherever man is found. The yeah. comforter has come. And, and, and folks, don't, you know, it's like having a gift. It's like having a, a wrapped gift under the Christmas tree and say, I'm going to leave that here this year. Well, is it really a gift? Well, it is a gift, but you're choosing not to use that gift. You're choosing not to make that gift something in your life. And, and the gift is so powerful, so strong, it provides comfort. And boy, we need comfort at times. You know, I was reading about Jonah the other day, and as I cruised along through the Bible, I was thinking about, you know, Jonah went to his family, and he said, you know, I was out there, and I I got swallowed by this big fish, and I got spit up on shore, and I I went to Nineveh, and his family looked at him and said, man, that sounds fishy to me, you know, but trust the Holy Spirit. He won't do that to you. You can can bet on that, And, and folks, the comforter has come. Take advantage of that. Open that gift. Hey, listen, we'll be right back with you. Don't go anywhere. Let's let these radio stations do what they have to do. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
I love that God gives us the opportunity to continue on with our study of the life is Christ, life of Christ, and and speaking about how Christ comes to us through the Comforter, through the Holy Spirit, how He ministers to us, and telling these disciples all those years ago, listen, I'm leaving, but I'm not. I'm coming to you through this God, through this Comforter, and we find ourselves continuing on with that, and so powerful, uh, I think. And we're in John twenty uh, fourteen, starting in verse number twenty five, and it says, "These things I've spoken unto you." being yet present with you. I'm still there. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So so this is framed, the context of this is framed in, hey, listen, I know I'm still with you, but listen, I'm going to go, but don't worry about it because the Comforter's coming, the Holy Spirit's coming in my name. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, brethren, you don't need to have no overt thing. You don't have to uh, speak in any strange language. You don't have to jump around and get weird. You don't have to do any of that. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he comes to you with the, with the Holy Spirit. Here he is promising the d- disciples the Holy Spirit is coming. You know what I can tell you? The Holy Spirit has come. He's available to every one of us. But like that gift we spoke about, it's under the tree, but we, we refuse to open it. We're not going to open it, and we're missing the benefits of it, Kevin. Here's this comforter. Man, in our worst of times, in our worst of days, we get upside down. We get sideways with people. We we question whether or not we even deserve to uh, mutter the word and the name of God. We, we, we question all those things, and in our heart, boy, how much we must be grieving the Holy Spirit or quenching the Holy Spirit. In our heart is everything we need for comfort but far too often we forget to go we forget to go to that heart and say god help yeah you know satan is uh the one that steals our uh, joy he wants to interrupt our comfort he he's the one who lies to us about god and says you know when we fail and i fail the lord all the time every day but when when we do fail the lord um Satan's the one that's that that lies about that. He, I think I said it last week. Satan's the father of lies in John chapter eight. When he speaketh of the lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So it seems like he's the most notorious of all liars. And when he's the accuser of the brother, and not only do I believe he accuses us to God, like in Job chapter one and two, but also he accuses us about God and he tells us things and he accuses us about ourselves. You know, he'll either tell us we're better than we are. You know, you kind of look in the mirror one day and you're looking all right. You're looking pretty good. And he says, wow, you ought to be a model. You are the best. You know, you're the best. I mean, Satan puts those thoughts in our mind whenever we're thinking unreasonably uh, 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 grandiose thoughts about ourselves that just think about it. Yeah. The flesh is involved, but it, you know, those kind of things are say satanic in origin and that he's the one that, that starts these kind of lies about how wonderful we are. We call them the remembrance in our flesh, but our accuser also lies to us about how bad we are. So typically when we get self exalted, you know, self, um, self-important, 
we fall, we fall from that. You know, he exalts you to the pinnacle of the temple and this is cast thyself down and we're stupid enough to, to cast yourself down. Jesus didn't do that. He stuck to the word of God when he was set on a pinnacle, but because uh, he knew the pinnacle was not a, was not a, cor- a correct place to, to be. And, and the Bible says, let your moderation, moderation. That means, you know, just kind of stay. Paul put it this way. Uh, every man thinks soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we can't even take any credit for for faith. So God's dealing these kind of things to us. I think we just need to be sober enough to say, you know what, if I'm feeling all wild about myself, it's a lie. But if I'm feeling down on myself that God cannot receive me because I've failed him, because of something I've done, said, thought, whatever, that's all a lie. And God's grace is there for what we've done, said, or thought. Now, if we've done, said, or thought, again, a person against someone else, not only do we need to take it to God and say, Lord, I have nothing to offer but your blood. I receive that cleansing and thank you for it. I, 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 it's, it's accepted. It's my only hope. Then we go and we simply humble ourselves before our fellow man and say, you know what? I blew it. I was on Christ like there. I am so sorry. And that 99 times out of a hundred goes miles toward, uh, you know, restoration and restitution. So these are the things that the spirit of God does. He takes us when the devil's lying to us and he helps us. He helps bring us back up to a sense of acceptance with the almighty God, which we don't deserve, but he's there to say, you are in Jesus Christ. You're fine. Or he helps bring you down from this, you know, these grandiose, you know, self congratulations. And you come down to, you know what, what I am, what I am by the grace of God. I know nothing for myself or against myself. It's all the grace of God, Doug. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, sometimes a, a kid or an old person or something, which I'm among these days, will straighten you right out. You know, I went out to uh, California, and sure enough, my dear friend, uh, Dennis Blankenship, and his sweet wife, my dear friend, Karen Blankenship, you know, they meet you, care for you. They brought a young man to the airport, just the greatest young man, looked just like Ricky Ricardo, you know, just this good-looking young guy. He's been saved a few months, helped with the baggage. But I, I'll never forget, you know, they, oh, man, you guys look so good we were more pumped up than the day is long and and then the, you know the next morning I had a prayer breakfast the next night we preached and and uh, I remember as I, I went to preach that the one of the one of the kids came to me in church she was maybe 14 years old and she's like you know Mr. Carragher you look so old now but you still look good <laughs> thanks but she, there was a long break between you look so old now before it hit her. I, I need to come out of this. And But the Holy Spirit always tells the truth. It is like looking into the mirror of truth. It, it is, you know, exactly as Kevin said, we can get so caught up with ourselves and so self-absorbed and things of that nature. But remember the role of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, here in these verses, it's talking about the Holy Spirit as a teacher. And, and I was thinking of my greatest teacher, my best teacher was a guy named Mr. Howarth in eighth grade and, and and honestly had a profound impact on my life. Not only did he teach us uh, through book teaching, but he would stop and, you know, equate it to a song or a poem or something we're doing in life and tell a story about his life. And man, we could grasp it. 
but his teaching was nowhere near what God can do in your heart. The things he can show you when you're sitting still and listening. And, and, and then these verses talk about that peace, Kevin, you talk about having the worst day of your life and, you know, overcoming fear, overcoming trouble, overcoming your heart's being sideways, let not your heart be troubled. And, and here's the Holy Spirit, a continuation of Christ's presence, Kevin, in about a minute. I mean, think about that. What did the Holy Spirit do for you on your worst day? Boy, my worst day, he brought that that undeserved peace. You know, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. So in the worst day of your life, when Satan says, I've got you now, you're worthless. This is this is this is it. And he's saying, do something rash. Remember what he told Judas? Kill yourself. And he did. In those days is like when David said, "My when I said my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. But David said, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, my, thy comforts delight my soul. Praise God for the spirit that comforts us, Doug, on the worst day of our lives. Yeah, and it's there even on the best day of your life, but that comfort. When you're down and out, when the life is upside down, and and uh, man, when when things don't seem right, there's one that can give you that peace that passeth understanding in the midst of the tears, in the midst of the craziness. Reach that one today, folks. Reach out for him. He's there for you. He's going to be with you. Now, make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about trust. We're going to continue to talk about what Christ is doing as we head in his life toward his crucifixion. Thank you. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger.